May the force be with you. And also with you. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of History Unloaded with Danny and Ashley, and today we're talking Star Wars. Star Wars, not Star Tours. So we... Or Spaceballs. <laughs> or that one either, or Star Trek. Um, <laughs> Just had to throw that one in there. Had to. Well, and we have to kind of redeem ourselves because in the last season we kind of embarrassed ourselves with John Wick, so I'm hoping we don't embarrass ourselves with Star Wars, but specifically we can't talk about all of Star Wars because that is multiple episodes. We're talking about The Mandalorian, a.k.a. The Child Show, a.k.a. Baby Yoda Rocks. <laughs> okay, so we just have to limit ourselves to guns in Mandalorian. And Danny has already nixed my idea about what gun would Baby Yoda carry if the Force failed him. Oh, what? Did I nix that? Yeah, you like looked at me like I was crazy, and I said, because he's only got three fingers. All right, what gun would he carry? I, I don't know. He only has three fingers. I didn't think it through because you, <laughs> you like stared at me like... <laughs> it would have to be a subcompact for three fingers. Well, but a subcompact, you know, is... Has Single a really, stack for sure. Has a really heavy... Re- can have a really kind of like kabam recoil. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want Wait. Baby Yoda to hit himself in the head with the recoil. Is the force totally failing him or is he allowed to use the force to hold the gun? That is some smart technology craziness right there. Because <laughs> if he's allowed to use the force to hold the gun, basically anything goes. Uh, but then why does he need the gun? I mean, you got the force. You can Maybe strangle somebody force, with your mind. His force strangling is not working that day. His force strangling is not working. Um, but I think we can all agree that Baby Yoda is the best, and we will stop talking about him. So from my Except for the fact that he's going to be a Build-A-Bear soon, and I'm really excited. <laughs> all right, guns. So the guns of the show. I, I This is purely not looking up what guns were actually used in the show and only what I can remember seeing yeah. in the show. Bergman. The Bergman's one of the first. Uh, and one of the most obvious, yeah. which is kind of cool because it's funny because you texted me before The Mandalorian even came out and you were like, oh my God, Han Solo had a C-96 and you know the Mandalorian's going to have a Bergman. And I didn't respond. I was yeah, just you like, just, I, I was like, I, I thought it was so cool that they made the throwback to choose another handgun from the 1890s to build the prop one. Yeah. Like, um, that's a really no, cool connection cool, to me. And I didn't recognize the cool factor until I bootlegged my brother's man like Disney Plus <laughs> over Christmas. Um, Disney's coming after you now. I, I mean, it was legal. It was his Disney Plus account. Okay. We'll yeah. see what Disney has to say about it. But Disney doesn't. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the obvious one. A really unique, kind of obscure um, handgun from the 1890s. Super early semi-auto technology. Early, yeah, and that's that's also cool. And I, I always think it's fascinating because the early semi-auto technology and sometimes early gun technology in general it has a real sci-fi look yeah. to it. It's. I was just about to say that, like, it's weird how fitting some of like the 1890s to 1920s guns, like how well they work in these space westerns. Oh yeah. Um, well, and think. I mean, space westerns. I would call Mandalorian a space western. Oh, yeah. Well, I was thinking about Firefly. Oh, yeah. That they, one, too. I think they had a Taurus that they built Did up. they use a Lamat or something? Uh, they had a they had a Maris Wait, leg. we said no other shows. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's another episode. The Guns of Firefly. <laughs> I'm so in. Okay. Larry Zanoff, I'm calling you. I'm calling you for the Guns of Firefly. So, yeah, the, it's crazy to me how some of these, like, early inventions look like such sci-fi weird things. And if you look at any, like, the Passler and Seidel or the, you know, the Bergman, the C-96, is probably the most normal looking of the early semi autos. Yeah, um, yeah. What's that? I said honestly, yeah, that's like the Borchardt's weird. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's the most normal looking of it. And to be honest, you know, 
I don't know who did the guns for the original Star Wars series, but like, let's be real, they probably weren't like a super gun nerd, and so they probably took an early semi-auto, but like didn't know about all these other crazy things that were developed. Well, it seems like, I don't know, it seems like the guns of early Star Wars were using what was available and cheap, like studios had done, studios had done for a long time. It's like they're still in the post-World War II really cheap surplus era when that movie's getting made. And so it's almost like that cheap surplus has dictated a stylistic yeah. approach to the rest of Star Wars universe forever now. Yeah. We won't even get into tra- Springfield trapdoors in the right, role yeah. movies. But uh, so Bergman and then what else? I caught a glimpse of a Winchester 1887. In which episode? Because I used that. It's the one that where I, they're on like, it, And I told you I literally only paid attention to Baby Yoda like the whole time. <laughs> it's when those guys were attacking that village. Oh, spoiler alert. Um some well, this is are, coming out in a few months, so hopefully yeah. people have seen it. So some he lands on this like remote planet and ends up defending a village, and one of the bad guys in that one, I think, flips a 1887 that has its stock cut off. That is sick. Right? Like, I it, love the 1887 and the 1901. Good reference. Thanks. I, I actually, it's one of my favorite like shotguns to shoot. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's in there. And, and you know what's fascinating? I did a lecture for the Winchester collectors years ago on, I called it to Winchester and Beyond, and I talked about the prevalence of Winchesters in general in science fiction and zombie lore. And so it is really funny how, like, these Western guns do end up popping back up, like, in subtle, you know, sneaky mnemonics to be like, hey, this is still, like, similar to what you're used to, mm-hmm. but, like, different because space. Different because space. Um, Some other stuff, I I think, so this one's not a Western gun per se, but there are a bunch of, I think they're using some Ruger pistols as the basis for some blasters. Oh, yeah? It looks like the Ruger kind of Mark IV now grip and stuff. Oh, I need to look closer because I, I shoot those all the time. I love yeah. those. Well, so we have, if we're going to talk about blasters, we have to take a second to talk about like the best scene in all of Star Wars, which was the stormtroopers. like. Having oh, their yeah. little chit chat, yeah, yeah. But the best, best, best part was when they were target shooting. <laughs> and the cans like ten feet away, and they're so like, good. and they're just like, you know, like anybody else would do. That's like a gun person out, you know, just like killing time. I'm gonna shoot this can, and then they can't even. And then it. like, so the first guy shoots it for a while, and then the second guy's like, all right, I'm gonna show you, <laughs> and yeah. then <laughs> doesn't <laughs> doesn't at all. Uh, Baby Yoda should have just flipped it over. He probably should have. I said I was going to stop talking about Baby Yoda, but like we all knew that wasn't true. <laughs> um, well, and then the, the the other one, the big one that you know is the Mandalorian's like weird walking stick, zappy. <laughs> I don't rifle. think he ever uses it as a walking stick. I picture it like okay. that. He could. It's very big. It is a very long rifle, and you cannot tell me that that gun is not the buttstock off of the Pugsley rifle. I I can't, I will not listen to any. I other can't evidence. not tell you that because it does it does look like it. It looks a lot like it. What other guns? It looks like have... a, I mean, some of the shoots and stocks will be close, but they're not no, nearly as big. No, the shoots and stocks are more um, like harsh. They have harsher lines. They're pointy. So, and I've actually said this a while ago. Like I can't prove it, but I'm going to maintain that I said this a while ago. Is that the Pugsley? So the gun we're talking about from our collection is the Pugsley anti-tank rifle. Um, it's made in 1918. One of the first, may, probably the first 50 BMG rifle, and it looks like it was made to be the rifle of like Star Wars universe. Yeah. And 
the Mandalorian has a very distinct buttstock on his gun that very much reminds me of the Pugsley rifle. I, I honestly agree with you. So that was another thing I think you texted me and I ignored you on. And then when I was watching it, I was like, oh, my God, you're right. And, and you know, what's kind of interesting is we don't know if it was the Pugsley gun that they were basing it off of. But we like to think that when we do posts and videos. Somebody and sees them. Somebody sees them and, and uses that as a good idea. I gave tours in the vaults of the museum for so many years with the Liberator shotgun. And I would mm-hmm. be like, somebody please make this into it, it needs to it needs that should be season two of the mandalorian the liberator shotguns would be great for the stormtroopers because it's just shotguns right shot disney call us disney disney <laughs> talk to us but it's i mean it's true because we sometimes sit around and talk and give these tours to all kinds of important people yeah. and we say things like this would make a great sci-fi gun and i hope that someday you know someone will listen to us but you know so you got the Bergman, we've got a Winchester, so we've got early semi-auto, you've got Western, we've got uh, maybe Ruger's, and then we've got what we think is a copy of the only, of our Pugsley, which is the only gun that exists like that, uh, but ours doesn't zappy zap. Ours does not. <laughs> and I think there, it'll be interesting to see, because now I'm going to, like, after we're done this episode, I'm going to go look, and I'm Pull sure it up there's going to be... on IMFDB or whatever the yeah. hell it is. And I'm sure there'll be some weird, like, another Luger, Luger, Lugar, Lugar will have shown up. Or, like, of course, there's, like, the E-11s that are built on Sterlings yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so final question. What makes us think that history got, like, what is it about historical guns that makes us think they look like science fiction guns? Oh, man, that's a good question. Yeah. I think it's because... Like, we see so many modern guns that we establish, like, sort of what is conventional in our minds. So, like, you know, a certain arrangement of parts now seems conventional. But when semi-autos were first coming out, like, nobody knew, you know, they had, here's what was conventional for a lever action of that day and age. To make a semi-auto work, you have to arrange, you know, so many different things in such a different stylistic manner to make it all work that... And nobody knew what would become the new conventional for those semi-autos. And so they were just doing whatever looked good to them. And they didn't have the, you know, they couldn't go on the Internet and see what other designers were. Oh, they couldn't? No, they could not go on the Internet. Well, and, like, it's almost steampunky in a little, a little bit. Some of them. Like, I like, okay, so, like, I think, like, on the Pugsley, the, like, coil that's on the outside, that looks really steampunk. It does because it's broken off from what it used to be. So, in my yeah. mind, steampunk <laughs> means it doesn't have a function. Like, that coil did have a function at one point. It's just broke now. Steampunk doesn't have a function. I actually have never thought about steampunk enough. Well, I, I was... thought part of the design thing of steampunk was that they have, like, all these really cool bits, but I'm a lot of it is I'm out of just... my element, and you just revealed some nerd stuff about you that you <laughs> I always just thought steampunk was like people with like weird like watch parts. On I thought their it was hats. like some unnecessary levels of complexity added. You know to who the knows thing. about steam trunk? Steam steam trunk. Steam trunk. New <laughs> new steam level. Drunk. Doug Wicklin. We can bring Doug on. All He's right. all about the steampunk. So I think that makes a good point. Like you know when you're developing the early technologies, they're not going to look like what the perfected designs mm-hmm. are. Uh, but here's another conspiracy theory for you, Danny. Maybe. They spoke to aliens. <laughs> so they were going sci-fi by they, going... They were making the future guns for a space western by yeah. talking to people from space, is uh-huh. your argument. Yeah. Just so we're clear. <laughs> yep. <Okay. laughs> but I think it's really interesting... Um, to see the creativity yeah. that surfaces in science fiction, specifically as a genre, because, you know, 
movies like John Wick and other action films and even zombie lore, you know, they're bound by the technology that already existed, which, trust me, you have a huge pool of things to choose from if you really wanted to. What, you're looking at? You know what gun would make a great Star Wars gun? What's that? The triple magazine Henry. Yeah. Who would use it? Anybody. Baby Yoda, because it's three. (laughs) He can only count to three. Um, that would make a really good one. So I think that we should make this a two-part episode Okay. now that I'm thinking about it. So we've talked about the guns. So part two, we're going to have to talk about what other guns. We should t- Well, part two should start with after we've Googled what guns are we really <laughs> <Yeah>. using. <laughs> Do like a quick summary on that. But then we should follow up with what we think from our collection would make a badass sci-fi gun for season two or three, because they probably already filmed season two of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Let's, Let's make it a two-parter. It. All right, I'm in. All right, let's go Google what guns are in the Mandalorian. Talk to y'all later.